there. Hey, Julia. Hey, Allie. Guess what? What? I think you're pretty dandy. Duh. <laughs> for us but it's been a little bit for you guys i hope you all had a great two weeks yeah i was gonna say we can skip the how you brew it and just say that we had an awesome two weeks it was the best two weeks of our lives best two weeks of our lives yep (laughs) not true i've got some stories for you oh boy we just (laughs) saved them for the next episode they're more relevant but before we get into that welcome to the dandelion root tea episode for uh, my quiz results from a while ago (laughs) <laughs> I really hope we get to the root of it. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, since we're back on a tea episode, instead of doing our usual How You Bruin, since we also kind of covered that in the last episode, nothing mm-hmm. has changed. Uh, would you like to discuss any results of our tea leaf predictions? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Awesome. Do you want to go first? Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. Your tea leaf predictions of several weeks ago. <laughs> you had, uh, so just to review, in the tea leaf reading recommendations that we found, if you had a capital letter, it w- was referring to a place, and a lowercase mm-hmm. letter referred to a person. Right. And then various shapes have various meanings. And if something was made out of tea leaves, it would be a negative thing. And if it was made in the negative space around tea leaves, it would be a good thing. Okay. So you had a capital L and a capital W slash M, depending on which way you looked at it. Mm-hmm. And then you also had uh, a bow and arrow, which could mean a re- and it was in the negative. So it could be a reunion after some distance, could be news from the direction that the arrow points. But your prediction said that it was going to be something bad reunion or message wise <laughs> um and then you also had a uh, fish in the negative which would be news from another country mm-hmm. but then after all that you had triangles which are good luck so how'd all that go i gotta say it's way more accurate than i would have thought <laughs> really so when, yeah when we first read these i was like from another country what well i'm gonna start with that one because we had a listener from portugal so i think that counts as good news from another country true i didn't think about that i know right thanks portugal thanks portugal <laughs> what if portugal was like wow that was really bad and clocked out after 20 minutes <laughs> i don't i don't care i'm gonna leave. i'm gonna take portugal's love even if it's one-sided thanks portugal <laughs> Um, so the bow was a reunion after distance or estrangement. Um, my friend asked me to be in her wedding party and that was not our mutual friend. This is another wedding. Oh, oh boy. In October. Oh boy. (laughs) I'm so overwhelmed. Do we need to also plan out the time for that one? Maybe. We'll see. I have to go okay. dress shopping with her. And this is a whole nother thing because this is a much smaller bridal party. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, so we'll figure that one out as we go. Yep. A um, conversation for another time. As far as the good luck, I'm not sure. I think my luck has been very wishy-washy lately. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that one wasn't as accurate. Okay. However, the capital M uh-huh. was... A place that was going to be bad. Mm-hmm. That was so true. 
<laughs> what happened? Where'd you go? So I went back to my hometown for Mother's Day. Mm. Hometown starts with an M, okay? Uh-huh. And because it was in the physical tea leaves, it was going to be a bad thing that I was going there. I was like, I'm going to visit my parents. How could it be bad? And we're only going up there for like a day and a half total. The rest of it's travel time. Mm-hmm. So we drove up. No hiccups. We got in at around 1 a.m., went to bed. Mm-hmm. Well, I woke up at 6.30 after yeah. going to bed at like 1.30, 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I was like, why am I awake? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to bed. I'm not going to do this. Well, I rolled over and I smelled coffee and I was up. I was like, ah, crap. All right. I'm just going to let Mike sleep. Mm-hmm. So I got up, went downstairs and enjoyed some time with my parents and Good. my brother. Right? Super mm-hmm. normal. Well, our job was – so we went up there for a crawfish boil mm. because it was Mother's Day and mom really wanted crawfish. And okay. I can't say no to a crawfish boil. I mean, that's like my favorite food. <laughs> so we drive up. We visit. We – while they are getting ready for the party, Mike and I are going to take the truck that we have and go pick up the crawfish, which is going to be delivered at a friend's house – because for some reason, FedEx didn't want to deliver to our house on Saturdays. Okay. Which is not normal and not necessary. Yeah. So we're like, whatever, that's fine. We will deliver it to our old co-worker's house in the neighboring town. And then we'll just drive there, pick it up, and then come home. And then we'll bowl crawfish. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike and I get there. And it's about 1145 Okay. Now, the estimated delivery time was 1.30. Okay. So, we are sitting there until about noon, and my mom said, yeah, they're usually not going to be that late. Um, you could totally sit there around 11.30, and if you have extra time, go pick up some bean bags for cornhole, because we got boards that need bean bags. Mm-hmm. Well, 12 o'clock rolled around, they're still not there, so we're like, all right, we're going to go get a snack from Wendy's and go get those bean bags. So we eat our snack, come back. Well, 1.30 rolls around, still no crawfish. And I'm tracking this with the FedEx app. Mm-hmm. So I swipe down to refresh it. At 1.30, it refreshes to at the end of the day. Meanwhile, we have people at our house waiting for this crawfish. Yeah. I have had four hours of sleep. And at mm. this point, I am visibly angry. Yeah. I don't think you've ever seen me angry. I don't think so. No, I am. I've also never deprived you of your favorite food, though. (laughs) (laughs) On minimum sleep. True. I am not the kind of person that gets angry. It takes a lot for me to get really worked up like that. Mm -hmm. When I tell you that I was sitting in this truck, like, slamming doors and, like, just seething like, Mike was looking at me and he was like, I've never seen you so upset before. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never seen this in the three and four years that we've known each other. Yeah. And I'm literally sitting there like it's like just seething. Yeah. And finally, it just it has not arrived. And I'm t- I'm calling mom. The FedEx truck shows up and drives past and leaves the complex. What? I was like, finally, they're here as I was giving up. And they kept going. And then I called mom. I was like, mom, they did not stop. They kept going. And I'm just 
shaking. I was like, I have to go for a walk. I walked up and down the street a couple times <laughs> and I, I just, I, I lost it. Mm-hmm. And I finally called mom. I was like, mom, it has been 30 minutes since they drove past. I don't know what to do. She was like, I was like, can we please come home? She was like, yes. Yeah. Come home. And at this point, mom is angry too. Yeah. Mom gets angry, but not like, not like, you know, angry, angry. Yeah. At this point, even she's upset. And when I tell you that before we could drive, I had to stop crying because I was so upset. Oh no. I was, I just, I had a complete mental breakdown because I was tired and hungry. Mm. And I felt like I had a temper tantrum, like as if I was two. <laughs> I literally went home. I didn't clean the trash out of the truck. I left the other trash that we had on the radiator at the front door. I mm-hmm. went upstairs and I took a 30 minute nap. That's fair. And I woke up and I felt so much better. <laughs> I was, when I woke up, I got a text from FedEx that said it was finally delivered. So I ran downstairs i said where's my mom to anyone who was near us and i was like where's my mom i need to find her Uh and she was getting ready to send someone to go and get the crawfish because she had also just got that notification but okay okay so going back to hometown (laughs) i had a whole mental breakdown (laughs) i was sobbing Hmm. and i could i didn't know why other than i was angry yeah i hate being angry (laughs) Was it, did you feel better after a nap and actually getting the crawfish though? I felt so much better after getting a nap of the crawfish. (laughs) So long as it didn't ruin the crawfish. Oh no, 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 no. After that, I had several white claws and a lot of crawfish and I had a great night. Okay, good, good, good. The rest of the night was wonderful. Honestly, it was just the three hours of sitting in a truck Mm -hmm. that I... I wasn't having it. <laughs> yeah. See, all I got that weekend was just Snapchats of Mike with crawfish on his head. So I was like, yeah. oh, everything's great. I had lots of little kids telling me about, like, I was holding the crawfish. They're like, can I hold the crawfish? I was like, yeah, you can hold the crawfish. And I was, my inner tour guide came out and I was telling about the crawfish and I was showing them oh. how to hold it. And I was like, look, they're not even dangerous. And I put it on my head. I was uh-huh. like, wait, a hat. <laughs> a hat. And then I put it on Mike's head. And our friend Bernard was putting it on his head, and it was a good day. Good. Oh, I'm glad it got better. It got better, but oh boy, was that the most accurate tea leaf. (laughs) I was, I just did never think about it. Mm. So your tea leaves, do you want a little recap of what you had? Yes, please, because my memory is awful. (laughs) So you had a lowercase w, which was a person, Mm -hmm. typically, and then you had a arrow um towards the news for the lowercase w or from the lowercase w i can't remember Uh, i think it was from okay Mm -hmm. and then you had some white space which is good and then you had a bird or a dragon or you said that it was like a uh, it was flying Mm -hmm. and that usually is good luck news and large and sudden life changes okay so what about yours do you think any of those came true um, I mean, I did I did spend nine hours in the condo yesterday working on painting and whatnot, which we talked mm-hmm. about last time, uh, which is definitely big changes. Yes. I also got another raise at work, and my job is slightly changing in that I'm, I'm taking on more responsibilities. 
which is yeah. really exciting. Those are huge life changes. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I also realized, okay, so I realized that it actually fit the tea leaf prediction yesterday when I was driving around, but not those things I just said, but this next thing. Okay. So for Mother's Day, uh-huh. I usually try to make time to go see my stepmom, usually in the morning so that like we can go see her and spend time and then spend the rest of the day with mom. And Ryan and I were going to do the whole day together. Mm-hmm. We did do the whole day together. And we were texting back and forth. And usually neither our mom or our stepmom are really into like presents on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let's just get each of them like a nice card and a nice bouquet of flowers. And then we'll get a card for the grandmas as well. And we split it up. I said, okay, I'll get a bouquet of flowers. You get a bouquet of flowers. And then um, I'll get the nicer cards. You go. You can get like the not cheap, but the less expensive cards for the grandparents. Right. And Ryan was like, okay, cool. And then we had, uh, Ryan was doing his finals, which is fair. And mm-hmm. that took up a lot of time. And so we get to the Saturday before Mother's Day, which was also a cousin's birthday party. So Ryan came over to the cousin's birthday party, which went until about nine o'clock. And um, he never went and got flowers for one of the parents. Oops. So I left the cousin birthday party and went to Walmart at like 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. by myself to go get flowers and I was just hoping they were going to have flowers and they did which is fine I got carnations which are uh, my stepmom's favorites because they last forever so I already got mom's flowers because I'm the good child and <laughs> I had to go get the other flowers because Ryan is <laughs> doing schoolwork and stuff Blech. Um, take that Ryan <laughs> so I walk into Walmart and while I'm there I'm like oh it'd be really cute if I go ahead and make a couple copies of my new condo key because I replaced the lock by myself Mm-hmm. And I just taped them into the card because I wanted each household to have one. So I was like, okay, while well, I'm here, that way I don't have to go to Lowe's tomorrow. I'll just go ahead and make a copy. So yeah. I'm standing at the key machine and it worked unlike that other time we tried to use it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and while I'm standing there, there's a guy that's the Walmart greeter that I hadn't ever really seen there before because I don't usually go that late at night. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking and it's late and he didn't have a mask on and I, I don't need to get into like everybody's opinions, but I'm, I have a hard time hearing and focusing when I'm already stuffy. So I pulled my mask down too. And as soon as I pulled my mask down, he goes, is your name Allie? I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay. Um, I think we went to elementary school together. And I was what? like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I, I didn't really realize it until I saw, like, your smile. But then something about you smiled. And then I just went, oh, that's Allie. And so I, we started that whole conversation. And then he was like, can I have your Snapchat? And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, I am so sorry. I have a horrible memory. But what is your name? And he went, oh, my name's Wesley. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Completely forgot about the tea prediction thing until yesterday when I was driving. And I was like. Oh, beans. It's Wesley that starts with a W. So he looks totally different. Once he said Wesley, I remembered him, but he he looks so different because I haven't seen him since we were like 10. Right. So, you know, makes sense. But uh, yeah, shout out to Wesley. He's in my team prediction. That's awesome. But yeah, so I really I wasn't expecting to actually meet anybody with the W name. And then I did because I don't meet people very often because I don't go out super often <laughs> fair because for the most part i'm just like chilling at home by myself or with my cat or at work <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i guess my tea leaf predictions came true that's awesome hey Allie. hey julia you want to get into our quick fire question of the day yeah so when you make your tea is it usually loose leaf or do you do pre-bagged tea 
this is something that you have completely changed my opinion on. Yay. I had never had loose leaf tea until you literally handed me the bag and said, <laughs> here, I got these for your birthday. Try them. And I was like, oh, I have a French press. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I never realized that I could use it in a French press. And it wasn't until you went to that tea thing and y'all had it mm -hmm. that I, I just didn't know. So I love loose leaf tea now. I think it's the best way because you can control how much caffeine is going in. You can control how strong it is and the flavor. And I like bag tea. I really do. Like if I have bag tea in front of me, I'll be like, yeah, I'd love some. Mm -hmm. Like chamomile. I'll, I'll, that is right now something that I have only in a bag. But if I got loose leaf, oh my goodness. <laughs> and it is aesthetically pleasing. It is. I love the look of loose leaf tea. So pretty. What about you? I am in love with loose leaf tea, namely because of the thing that I went to with uh, my other friend when I was visiting her at university. Um, we went to a the breakfast, the brunch thing, where they set it up so that you could smell about nine different types of loose leaf teas. They were all from the Rishi brand, which is a higher class brand, I think. Hmm. At the very least, it's not Bigelow. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we they let you smell them and they walked you through all the options. And then you pick one and they brought out a French press for each of us with whatever tea we chose. So mm -hmm. that was my first experience with loose leaf tea and with using a French press. And so it just felt very fancy and very, I don't, it was, I don't know. It was just exciting. So you have a whole experience surrounding your first loose leaf. And I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it's something I, I strive to recreate and we haven't quite gotten there, but we're getting pretty close. So we can make that happen. It was one of those breakfasts where they bring you uh, the savory plate and it has all these little pieces on it. And then they bring you the sweet plate and it has all these little pieces and it had brown sugar cubes and regular sugar cubes. And it was on the three tier uh, display. Like it, it, imagine the stereotypical Pinterest picnic, but in a fancy dining room at a big name university I'm and someone else paid for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. Um, now that I've poured my tea, I can see why it could be considered a coffee substitute. Yeah, it's really, really dark. Real dark. Mine's not quite that dark, but I think we're going to have some differences. Yeah. So I have, we're, we're doing slightly different this week, which we'll get into why in a few. But I went to my favorite local tea shop, which is the Spice and Tea Exchange at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. And they were so kind. I actually went, bought myself different tea, left, and then had to go back and be like, wait, I meant to ask you for dandelion root. So <laughs> I now have dandelion root. Um, and they were very kind. I told them we were doing a podcast and they were super excited. And then they've interacted with us already about it. And it's just, ah, it's great. Um, <laughs> highly recommend if you're in the Myrtle Beach area or you're really just Horry County. Or if you're near uh, North Carolina southern border, that's not that far a drive true yeah especially there barefoot landing spice and tea exchange go check it out please because they're fantastic they do, do all it. their blends in-house they're super creative they have different things for different seasons plus they have all the spices and oh the thing i was going to mention last episode is that they have monk fruit and they have sugar alternatives and sweetener alternatives or they have fancy sugar like about a toasted coconut um, anyway i'm done raving now <laughs> <laughs> so uh for my recipe it called for if, you're, if your dandelion root isn't already 
roasted to go ahead and roast it or toast it in your saucepan. But mine was already roasted. So you take four and a half teaspoons and put it in a saucepan and you add two cups of water and you boil the water and then you bring it down to a simmer and let it sit for 30 to 45 minutes. And I did the full 45 minutes. All and that's right. it. I have no sweetener or anything else in it. That is a long time for a tea. Yeah. It's very, uh, nobody else can see it but you, but it's, it, it looks like black coffee. It looks much darker. Mine kind of looks like if you were to take regular Lipton black tea. So it's still mm -hmm. very, very dark orange amber, but it's darker than my usual teas. Yeah. And what kind did you use? I used a roasted dandelion root as well. So the one I got came from traditional medicinals. No. <laughs> it was a uh, a box in the tea section that I found at Harris Teeter. That's close mm -hmm. to me. So it is considered a daily herbal. Hmm. Um, it, this one is caffeine-free and it's got wrapped tea bags and it's an herbal supplement. Ah. I don't really know what that means and I'm hoping that you can describe that later. Well, um, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not sure okay. what herbal supplement means because mine like even on my packaging from spice and tea exchange says that this is full of caffeine and a very good alternative to coffee so we have a couple of different things guys yeah so we'll let's see how it goes all right do all you right. want to dink it yeah dink. Dink. it's earthy Mhm. Mm it's almost like nutty it kind of tastes like peanuts yeah it's definitely bitter like coffee, so I'm going to have to add some stuff to it. But Mine's not as bitter. It almost tastes, it doesn't taste like peanut to me. It almost, mine tastes like a sunflower seed. But not even the sunflower yes. seed. It tastes like the, the shell of a sunflower seed. No, for me, it tastes like the sunflower seeds. Mm. Mine like, tastes like the shell. The shell. Like mm -hmm. the fibery, which I guess kind of makes sense. You nailed it. This is what sunflower seeds taste like to me. I really like it. I am indifferent. I need to go add sweetener, but that's a good idea. Let's let's try sweetening it in the way that we usually sweeten our teas. Yes. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay. Um, note to self: adding vanilla soy sauce or soy sauce. Every time. <laughs> vanilla soy milk does not really help. It might have made it worse. Mine is the opposite. Ah, good. I added vanilla soy milk and sugar and. Holy crap. Ah, see, I did vanilla soy milk and uh, honey. And I don't think the honey is working for me with the root taste. I might have to try mine again another day and do it with sugar instead. When you add sugar and soy milk, it, it completely changed it. Hmm. There's something Asian cuisine about this that I've had, and I can't figure out what it is. Like cashews? Maybe. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to retry mine. To be fair, uh, the packaging from Spice and Tea Exchange always comes with explicit instructions on what temperature to get your water and how long to steep it at. And I did not follow those instructions. Oh. I followed the other recipe instructions. So right, I'll try it their way next time mm -hmm. and try it with sugar instead of honey. And we'll see how that goes. I'm going to try to figure out what flavor this is bringing up for me because I it's nostalgic please interrupt me completely whenever you figure it out and just shout it i will okay in the meantime uh let me tell you a story okay <laughs> about 
Well, you know the story. Okay, let me tell the listeners the story about how we were supposed to drink the same tea. <laughs> so I go to Spice and Tea Exchange, and I asked them if they have dandelion root, and they said, yeah. And I was like, awesome, that's super exciting. And so I got two so that Julia and I could each have one because they come in these nice little baggies that you can mail, theoretically. And uh, if you know what you're doing, you can mail them. Except... Apparently, I don't know what I'm doing. So I put them in an envelope and I made sure I had all the stamps and I flattened it. So it was really only maybe a quarter of an inch thick. Not a very thick envelope. Uh, I put it in the mailbox. It fits perfectly through the mailbox slot. Did not have to shove it or anything. And then I hoped it made it in time because I procrastinated and mailed it literally a week ago from the day that we are recording. And I got to say, it made it in time. It did. Well, <laughs> I woke up this morning and was getting ready and doing my thing. And then I get a, a text message picture from Julia, which we will post excluding address, of course, right. um, so that everybody can get a nice visual of what happened. But uh, essentially, half of the envelope is gone. <laughs> Not sure where it went. My mind immediately thought that a squirrel got a nice snack. If it like got its way up into either my outgoing inbox or mailbox or the post office somewhere or somehow or whatever, just smelled out dandelion root, went mm, tasty and ripped the envelope open. However, it did come in a clear plastic bag that didn't seal or anything. It's just half this letter shoved inside of a bag. And it said, we're sorry for the damage caused to your letter upon arrival. And, um, my theory is that it got stuck at the sorting machine. Which probably so, makes more sense. It uh, sorted the tea somewhere else, but I did receive a very a very beautiful uh, watercolor sunflower that Allie painted me. Yeah. I, I really hope I didn't like accidentally throw tiny pieces of roasted dandelion root all in their sorting machine, because now I'm going to feel like a butt. But I didn't mean to. Corn! Corn? It tastes like Corn! Oh, it tastes like corn cobs. I did see a recipe that actually recommended putting butter in it. It tastes like corn. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. This tastes like, hold on, I have to get Mike in this. <laughs> wait, wait, tell Mike corn. Now I'm never going to be able to untaste corn. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I like this, corn. This tastes like corn. I'm going to I'm going to try it again sometime this week the proper way. I think when I when I steep it for 45 minutes, it just it pulled too much of the bitter out and that's what's throwing me off. God, this is so weird. It's just corn. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to replace coffee, I love it. It tastes Yeah. It's like corn. If you wanted to not have as much coffee, I think it would work. It takes a little adjusting, but it's not. Mine wouldn't. Mine is caffeine free. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Mine would. Yes. Maybe um. if I receive it or go buy it myself this time, <laughs> <laughs> it will be an interesting supplement for tea or I'm tea so sorry. for coffee. Yeah. The taste says pleasantly roasted with bitter notes. I didn't really taste bitter. I did. So yours is probably better. 
bitter better. I also may not have bitter better. (laughs) My stepmom hates that. You've heard that, right? What? uh... Betty bought some butter, but the butter Betty bought was bitter. Go on. So she went back and to get to replace the bitter butter with the better butter, but the bitter butter made the better butter bitter. (laughs) My one and only tongue twister. Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. It's the only one I can do. (laughs) Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. Toy boat. In other news, my cat is snoring. He's so very cute. Anyway, alrighty. It's been almost an hour. We haven't come into the episode. <laughs> so what is dandelion root tea? Um, is it is it tea made from dandelion roots? How did you know? <laughs> Just a guess. <laughs> Can you tell me about it? <laughs> yeah. Uh so I mentioned it earlier, but dandelion root tea was my result for a BuzzFeed quiz, which is a hundred percent accurate, of what tea I am. So it's time to learn a little bit about me. Teach me about you. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. I might be the cure for cancer. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> um, if that's not a reason to date her, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> I am immortal because my girlfriend is the cure for cancer, question mark. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway. So the Latin name for dandelion is Taraxum, ter- Taraxicum officinale. Taraxicum officinale. Okay. Um, but on a more fun note, do you know where the word dandelion comes from? No. It's thought to come from the French for lion teeth, which is dent de lion. Huh. D-E-N-T de lion. Dandelion. Because it kind of looks like the row of dandelion teeth. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So the way to pronounce that in French would be dent de lion. Mm-hmm. Which is a really awesome way to say dandelion. Don't 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 I like dandelion. Also, I've uh, dandelions from my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know I have seen swarms of dandelions all along the side of the highway and heavily considered pulling over to pick them up. But the well, highways like- are very busy here and I think I might die. <laughs> yeah, please don't don't die to lion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't die trying to get dandelions. I will do my best. I might try to grow them at the new condo. I do currently have a bag of dandelion seeds. So if you would like, I can give you that as part of your housewarming gift. Yes, please. They're fresh picked from my parents' lawn. Because I can't find any aside from on the side of the highway. I got you. They're pesticide free. Yes. Because we promote weeds. Wow. (laughs) That's a different conversation. Um, Good point. So, dandelions, as the quiz said, are extremely resistant to most environmental factors. They are here, and they are here to stay. I 100% believe that. They like humidity. They like the sunshine. So they like our areas a whole lot. Mm-hmm. They also can crop up in recently devastated areas. So sometimes after avalanches, forest fires, mudslides, something that wipes out a lot of competition, dandelion will be one of the first plants back. Because they will take over that monopoly on nutrients and sunshine and water. They're like, dibs, it's mine, it's mine. I got here first, it's mine, thank you, bye. That's awesome. (laughs) Also, dandelions are one of the flowers that are really, really good for bees. Yay! So you can have lots of yellow. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, as most people know, dandelions are very hard to get rid of. Yes. If that's Extremely. what you're into, I guess. Also, maybe something everybody doesn't know. We're talking about dandelion root tea, but you can use the entire plant. The whole thing is edible. Huh. Flowers, leaves, roots. I mean, I guess the stem isn't nearly as exciting, but it's edible. So if I'm desperate, I could just crunch on some dandelions? Yeah. That's really awesome. So here's your plan of action. If you're out uh-huh. in the woods and starving and it wouldn't really be super nutritious to just eat dandelions. But here's how you get the dandelions out of ground and into consumable form and into your face. Okay. So <clears throat> the way to harvest the different parts is a little different. Uh, for your flowers, you want to get them as close to being newly opened as you can. So you want to be able to see like all the yellow of the flower. But you want to also still have most, if not all, of the petals attached to the flowers still. Mm-hmm. After that, it kind of starts to get bitter and gross and soggy. So that's just ideal time for harvesting. Yummo. <laughs> <laughs> Yummo. As for the leaves, they taste better raw when they're younger. But you can also aim for more mature leaves if you're going to be putting them in a dish that you're going to be sauteing. Oh. And the roots, you just, they're just good all the time. That's all that's I awesome. found. That roots are just tasty. Yep. According to gardening know-how, they said you got to be specific with your flowers and different times of the leaves get you different things. But the roots, you just take them. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So I have an alternate tattoo idea. Uh Uh-huh. So you know how people will get like daisies or roses? Mm -hmm. I think people should start getting dandelions. Not the puffy ones that blow away. But like regular yellow dandelions. Yeah. Because they're resilient. Yeah. I think that needs to be the new resilience flower. Do you want to get matching tattoos? Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll plan it out. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Finally, a tattoo I'm actually ready to commit to. All right. (laughs) Okay. So now that we know when to harvest them, here's how to harvest them. One, avoid high traffic areas. <laughs> <laughs> so but, we're not stopping on the side of the road. No, but that also means avoid areas where there's lots of animals all the time. Um, either just for reasons of generally you don't want to get in the animal's way, but also animals can carry various diseases. They can carry feces on their feet or whatever else on them. So if they've been walking around the flowers, maybe not the best place to pick flowers to eat. They can get feces on their feces. <laughs> you don't want the feces feces. gross so maybe we don't want to eat well the seeds should be fine if we plant the seeds then they can grow good flowers yes okay cool those should be fine but as far as actually like picking up a leaf and And eating it yeah don't not from there although in general you shouldn't just pick up the leaf and eat it anytime you pick any plant from the ground to consume you should probably go ahead and wash it first just in mm-hmm. case. Regardless of washing it, though, you'll want to avoid anything that's been exposed to herbicides and pesticides or just chemicals in general. Because no matter how much you wash it, there's not a guarantee you're going to get that out of the plant system. And it's not made for you to consume. So I do not recommend that. Also, fun fact that I learned. Uh, some people experience extreme rashes from the sap that dandelions release when you pick them. So oh. use gloves. It's better once you wash them and consume them from what I've read, but as far as just picking them, if you've ever had that smell on your hands after you pick a dandelion, it is, you know, a little angry that you picked it and try to convince you not to pick it. So (laughs) sometimes your skin doesn't like that. 
I have a very clear memory of what that smells like. Yeah. I actually used to hate dandelions because of that smell. Yes. I think I that means I have a good childhood. <laughs> if yes. I picked enough dandelions to know the smell of it. <laughs> when I was little, side story, I used to pick the dandelions, then be like, gross, my hands smell bad. Go wash my hands. And then I'd go out in the ditch in the front yard and pick the little plants that looked like trees, but very clearly weren't trees, but they looked oh, like little evergreens. Yeah. I used to pick them and then take them out back and plant them under our pine tree because I wanted them to have a family and be happy. Oh. So once you have removed them from the ground in whichever manner, depending on the part of the plant, and once you have washed them thoroughly and confirmed they were not exposed to chemicals, uh, with the flowers, you will want to make sure you snip. When you snip the flowers, you want to snip them off with scissors, but you also want to leave a little bit of the stem so that if you don't use them immediately, you can keep them in cool water and it will keep them fresh for a couple days. Hmm. Uh, when you snip off the leaves, you're also going to use scissors. But if you have time and there's somewhere that in an environment that you're comfortable with, like if they're in your yard or if you're growing them in a garden, uh, you can actually cover them with a dark cloth before you harvest them and leave them there le- like that for a couple days. And it will blanch them and remove some of the bitterness. I guess that makes sense. You're stopping photosynthesis. So you're stopping all of the sugar production. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. So hmm. that's an option. And then you just snip, snip with the scissors. And then with the roots, you uh, just as carefully as possible so you don't rip the root apart. Just dig it out from under the ground because it's a tap root. So it, for the most part, just goes straight down with a few little tendrils off the side. So you can just pull that right on up and then you can clean it and shave off any parts that you don't want to eat. Even though I'm I'm pretty sure the whole thing is edible if you really wanted it. But I don't know that the spaghetti roots are going to be especially tasty. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. So then... Uh, You have a couple options once you harvest them. You can boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) No, maybe that might not be the best option for flat for dandelions. Uh, But I guess you do what you want. (laughs) Do you like just the straight face? Straight face delivery is what I'm here for. Oh, man. Um, okay. So you can eat those flowers raw if you wanted to. You can fry them in batter, which we actually saw. Uh, I was considering trying for this, but then considered pesticides and lack of resources. So maybe another day. I think we could do that another dep- episode. Yeah. We can do it on a sides. Mm-hmm. You can do uh, with the leaves, you can either make it for tea or you can use it in salad, which from what I've read, it tastes like spicy arugula, which arugula to me is already kind of spicy. So let's add a little bit more spice. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, see. <laughs> and with the roots, obviously you can toast them and make tea like we did today. Uh, but there's tons and tons of options if you basically look up dandelion recipe you probably won't really get the same thing more than twice because it's really different directions i had no idea that it could be used in so many different things yeah so i already kind of went over uh, the recipe i used for today but there were some notes that i didn't take advantage of but you could also um when you're toasting the dandelion if when you when you add the water and you start to boil it, you can add cardamom, you can add ginger, you can add all sorts of flavorings there. Or uh, after it's steeped, you can add sweetener, cream, butter, vanilla extract, all sorts of stuff on the other end too. 
So there's a lot of options, even just for the flavor of dandelion root tea itself. I gotta say, if you add butter, you've made a whole dinner right here in your cup. <laughs> yeah. You've made liquid corn. Corn. Yeah. Do you want to know the history of dandelions? There's a history of dandelions? A little bit. Not as much as Earl Grey, because that was just a trip that I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to top. (laughs) Yeah, I want to learn about the history of dandelions. Okay. So, they are native to Europe and Asia. Uh, They are noted to have been used in the Roman times. Uh, either for tea or medicinal purposes, kind of a mixture of both. Mm -hmm. But the first recorded uses, especially for medicines and healing and that sort of stuff, happened around the 10th and 11th centuries. But by then, it was already uh, an Anglo-Saxon tribes of Great Britain. It was in the Normans of France. It was in uh, records of Arabian physicians and some records in Egypt. Wow. So it was definitely in Rome. And then sometime between Rome or even before Rome, it spread like wildfire. (laughs) So wildflower, if you will. Spread like a weed. Yeah. (laughs) It came to the Americas uh, in several different ways. Those seeds could, of course, hop on boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants (laughs) and ride across the ocean. (laughs) That was not planned. Sorry. Uh, Also, the Puritans brought it over on purpose. Uh, because it was still used widely in folk medicine and so they wanted to bring it over with them just to have it as a resource available especially since it is so resilient and they figured regardless of what kind of environment they find dandelions are going to be a-okay with it that's true can you imagine someone that just wants to get rid of the dandelions in their yard (laughs) learning that these people brought them over on purpose Mm -hmm. (laughs) ha 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 (laughs) stupid puritans Um, They also, there's no record of it confirming it, but there's also suspicion from Columbia University, uh, the research source that I used, that the Puritans might have brought dandelions over just to have a little piece of home, which is really endearing to me. Like of all the things they could bring over, it was a flower. Mm -hmm. A weed. weed. (laughs) Well, it's only a weed if it's growing in a place you don't want it. Yes. It's only a weed to us. Right. But yeah, I think they're quite beautiful. So the Puritans brought it over for medicine and to have a little piece of home. And then it went, okay, and spread across the entire country. I guess really the entire continent. It said, I'm here now. Thank you. Nice. So one of the most exciting parts of the research for dandelion root was how many health benefits it has. Because I didn't know. But uh, it's lengthy. I did know that dandelions had some kind of health benefit, but I know absolutely none of them. So uh, historically, since I keep mentioning that it's been used for medicinal purposes and for healing and that sort of stuff, it was used for, in Europe, fevers, boils, eye problems, diarrhea, fluid retention, liver congestion, heartburn, skin ailments, balding, and several other issues. That's a lot of things. They were like, hey, you got something wrong with you? Step one, we're going to give you some dandelion. Step two, bloodletting. You know, we <laughs> also did the same thing with cocaine. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know if we had cocaine that early because this is still like 10th century. Oh, dang. Okay. It's like early, early. Uh, do you know if like any of them were actually proven to actually work? <laughs> we're going to get to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, aside from Europe. China, India, and Russia also used it for liver diseases, 
breast problems, digestive problems, and appendicitis. Hmm. Yep. So, uh, they just went, yeah, you got a problem? Dandelion root. It's like a <laughs> Band-Aid. Dandelions are the new Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Can we make so, a line of dandelion, dan- dandelion Band-Aids? Yes. yes. Dandelion Band-Aids. I'm going to write that down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Does anybody know of a company that will print custom Band-Aids? If so, we would like to get dandelions, please. Yes, please. Thank you in advance. Okay. Or if anybody would like to commission artwork of a dandelion doctor, I will take that as well. <laughs> Do you know which notebook you wrote this down in? Yes, it's in my green one. Okay. <laughs> on record. <laughs> Although I guess I should write it in the podcast notebook, but that's all the way over there. That's okay. the point. Right anyway. Um, write that later. Write that later. <laughs> write that later. So... Most of the research is more recent because, you know, having so many years of, oh, yeah, this plant solves this problem, this plant solves this problem, it's worth looking into to see, like, maybe there's an actual merit to that. Okay. So a lot of the research I saw came from Columbia University, which is just kind of a compiled uh, list of somewhat proven or at least somewhat, I don't want to use the word merited again, but something that at, at least has a little bit of credit. Okay. That it isn't necessarily something a doctor would give you in a hospital, but it's not ruled out yet. That if you did it every day or if you used it at home, it might at least help a little bit. Huh. So we know that dandelion aids in digestion in general, but we aren't quite sure why. Some thought is that because it's so bitter, it can stimulate salivary and gastric reactions. Which means if you're having issues with digestion, it just kind of tells your body, like, ooh, we should digest a little harder. Okay. Here's some of the chemicals we use, help break stuff down, you know, that sort of thing. I wonder if by adding sugar, you're counteracting that health benefit. Probably. Because it's no longer bitter. Yeah. All, unless you steep it for 45 minutes. Then you cannot <laughs> escape the bitter. <laughs> that also uh, improves bile flow from your liver so that can help with liver congestion and inflammation hmm. and there is some evidence that it might help with gallstones on a similar note <laughs> i also i wrote a note that says eat yellow flower to be less yellow <laughs> because there's a little bit of evidence that dandelions can help with jaundice all right baby here's your first meal <laughs> Consume it's not yellow mommy flower. It's dandelion. <laughs> it's a DiGiorno's new tagline. <laughs> yes. It's not mommy. It's dandelion. <laughs> um, so for the liver, I found, you'll be so proud of me. I found actual studies. Ooh. And when I say I found, I'm going to give credit to Healthline.com because they had an excellent article that talked about various uh things that dandelion could do and they linked to so many different studies like actual science i read abstracts this morning julia actual abstracts actual abstracts and then remember that that's not really going to help me that much and i scrolled down to the results and discussion and conclusion but some of those things need to be in the abstract though so you definitely got some of it yes but i wanted those sweet sweet deets so that's so exciting that makes me happy let's talk about pancreatic lipase sure do you know what it is because i know what it is now (laughs) i don't can you please teach me yes so pancreatic lipase hopefully i'm saying it right is an enzyme that helps break down fat during digestion and there was one study that realized 
dandelions can actually inhibit the body's production of pancreatic lipase. Essentially, what that means is when you inhibit this enzyme that breaks down fat, it means that your body isn't digesting the fat and therefore will not take it in. So you can actually lose weight with dandelions. Really? Yep. It's actually very related to a Korean drug called Orlistat, which used the same principle of just inhibiting that enzyme, not Mm -hmm. with dandelion, obviously. Um, But it's a weight loss drug that takes advantage of that inhibition and can cause unpleasant side effects, as you can imagine, if you consume fat and then the fat also has to come back out of your body. Your body doesn't love that, but it will make you lose weight. That sounds fun. Take it or leave it. It's interesting. I that think a you take it though. and then it leaves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that Doctor Who episode with the adipose. <laughs> yeah. Walks off, has a mind of its own. The fat just walks away. Dandelions are also a diuretic. I know what that word means. Yes. We've talked about that before. Yes. Um, in case you don't know. Diuretic is a treatment or substance that can help your body get rid of salt or water by causing you to pee more. Go potty. Go potty. Um, which, by the way, if you're taking diuretics, it can actually help reduce blood pressure hmm. by reducing the amount of salt in your body and just helping your body process out some more excess things that it doesn't need. Uh, another study I read, I think I read like three or four different studies today. I'm proud. <laughs> wow, um, so studious. <laughs> <laughs> it, they did a study of 17 people. That had they took dandelion root extract, so they didn't make tea or anything. They were just consuming the extract directly. Mm-hmm. Um, they spent two days tracking how often they urinate regularly without anything, and then after one dose, they had increased urination. Okay. They didn't specify by how much, at least not in the conclusion. Uh, after a second dose, they had increased excretion as well. So the body was just like, "Get it out of here. We don't want it anymore." Wow. And then, after the third dose, they found that nothing really changed. So it was just the initial introduction to your body. You can't exponentially keep forcing yourself into total dehydration. Well, that's good. Yeah. So uh, what else? According to Columbia University, it can also buffer blood glucose levels. So if you're diabetic, it could help you kind of keep that system in check. Hmm. I don't know how. They didn't specify. <laughs> <laughs> they did not have a study. I don't know. But... Potentially the most exciting thing that I learned about dandelions is that it could be a step on the way to a cure for cancer. What? Yep. That, that's incredible. How? Okay. So two studies on this one, one over melanoma and the second over pancreatic cancer. Okay. So the melanoma study talked about how dandelion root extract essentially activates an enzyme called capace 8 which is the enzyme that tells melanoma cells to commit apoptosis. Oh, which if I you don't know, know what that is. is cell suicide. <laughs> bye bye. Yep, it's uh, shut them down, quit reproducing. Which, uh, if you don't know from the scientific level, I think we all we all know what cancer is. But from the scientific level, cancer is cells ignoring the usual signals to stop reproducing, and they just keep going and keep going and keep going, and you have too much, and it starts to cause problems and various problems depending on what part of the body it's in. So this basically tells melanoma cells specifically, stop it. (laughs) Get some help. (laughs) And because it was an enzyme that just affects melanoma cells, that means it did not affect non-cancerous cells. 
So unlike radiation and chemotherapy, which is basically just a race to hope you knock out cancer before cancer knocks you out, uh, oh. <laughs> it, it means that the non-cancer cells still get to continue to live and can still do what they're supposed to do while getting rid of the cancer. They also found that it continued to have this effect after the dandelion root extract was removed from the system. So after the body processed it and it was excreted, uh, it continued to see, or they continued to see a decrease in the melanoma cells and they continued to commit apoptosis. Huh. They did find, uh, they're still looking for exactly what part of the dandelion root extract was causing that. Um, but they mentioned that it could be a factor depending on what time of the year you harvest the dandelions because they have different levels of amino acids and different other kind of biochemicals in them depending on when you harvest them so that's an interesting tidbit that's really amazing yeah i thought it was really cool obviously it's not the cure for cancer yet but it's certainly a step in the right direction and then the other study uh pancreatic cancer they discovered that Largely depending on the timing and the dosage and several other factors, uh, dandelion root extract seemed to weaken pancreatic cancer cells. It specifically attacked the mitochondrial membrane, which, as we all know, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Obviously. And without a powerhouse, you can't function. So <laughs> it was just knocking those out. But they did mention it took a lot, like a lot, a lot to get even a minor reaction. So not nearly as successful as the melanoma study, but still a good step. Nice. They also said normal human fibroblasts were resistant at similar dosage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, science. <laughs> I'm actually really happy that I understood most of that after taking a cell biology class in college. Mm-hmm. That was the worst class I've ever taken. Yeah. I was not allowed to bring my laptop into class. Oh. So if your hand can't keep up, just too bad? Yeah, I literally had to take my notes outside of class and write down in a notebook other notes to put back into my notes later. Ah. It was exhausting, but that's not the point. Yeah. My point is that I actually learned something from her, so that's kind of exciting that I understood most of that. (laughs) So yeah, so that's that's actually all I had on dandelions. The most exciting part for me was um, how to harvest them and then all of those health benefits, which I think is amazing. I think it's incredible. This little weed that we call a weed is uh-huh. so much more than that. Honestly, I really do think that a weed is just a weed if it's a flower going and growing in the wrong place. Yes. Because like that that one little weed can be a cure for so many other things and it's just overlooked. It's helping our bee population, it's helping our health, and it's just it's such a cool flower. Yeah. And I love it. it's just pretty. It's so pretty. Yellow is such a warm and inviting color. Actually, now that you mentioned uh, the weed is a weed, depending on where it's growing, I have a quote for you. Okay. From Ralph Waldo Emerson. Okay. Who, uh, are you still reading that? Did you finish it? Walden? Yeah. That's by the other one. Henry David Thoreau. They're the same person. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Transcendentalism. I mean, yeah. Oh, but he said, what is a weed? A plant whose virtues have never been discovered. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to paint that and put it somewhere. I'm going to put that on our Instagram post. I'm going to write that down. Write that down. Write that down. That was beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to live by that. Do it. I am going to be a dandelion. Mm-hmm. 
joined me in my dandelion ways. <laughs> which apparently also fits my Taurus ways, which is just stubborn. <laughs> Everything just true. keeps telling me I'm stubborn. Taurus is very stubborn. And I'm going to be stubborn and take it as a compliment. Do it. So there. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Yeah, those are dandelions. Nice. Very exciting. Which apparently I tastes like, like corn. Yes, they taste like corn. Corn. <laughs> hey, Allie. Hey, Julia. So I found a quiz. Ooh. Would you like to uh, take a quiz and build a cafe? Yes. Okay, Allie. So okay. you are going to design a cute cafe. Uh-huh. And I will reveal what type of tea matches your vibe. Ooh, my vibe. Hashtag so, like, vibes. we know what kind of tea you are, but we need to know which one actually resonates with you. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, so to start, we need to name your cafe. Okay. So, what will you name your cafe? Uh-huh. The Corner Cafe, The Golden Mug, Jumpstart Coffee, The Bean and Brew, The Busy Bean, and Sunday roast. It must be the busy bean. It, that is a it great. It must be. I love it. I'm busy. I like bees. I like beans. <laughs> I like puns. I, <laughs> I like this uh, cafe that you got going. Yeah. All right. So I need you to pick an exterior. Okay. Uh, for our listeners, I do have her scrolling along with me so that she can see. Um, but to sum it up, we have. Kind of like a, a rustic, woodsy looking. Um, it's very both modern and old fashioned at the same time. It has that nice uh, red and white stripe awning. Mm-hmm. It's it's very quaint. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one that looks like an old fashioned diner, but kind of on a city sidewalk. Yep. Um, we have one that looks very run down. I don't even know how to describe that. Uh, I think the difference between two and three is two is, like you said, in the city and kind of bustling. Three is almost like the small town version of that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, the next one is kind of like Paris uh, sidewalk where it's very centered towards people watching. Mm-hmm. It's very cutesy. The fifth one is very, very modern, open plants, dark themes, very pretty and calming. And then the last one's kind of like New York pizzeria kitchen late at night. It's like that one painting that I can never remember the name of. I know exactly which one you're talking <laughs> about. The one yeah. with the corner and the people are in the Yeah, it's like cafe. It's, it's nighttime and it's a diner. And I th- I think it's like Phillies or something is what it says on top. I think you're right. Which Hold I know on, is I'm a sports team, but Is it called Nighthawks? Yes, yes. Nighthawks. Yeah, that painting. If you don't know it, Google it, or I'll I'll put that on the Instagram, too. We'll just have yeah. a lot of images on this one. Um, uh, Sorry, my cat just woke up. Oh, you're good. My cat's still asleep and snoring. Okay, so which um, words, which exterior <laughs> would you like? I think I'm going to go with that, like, the one that you said was run down, but the small town vibe. <laughs> I think I like, it's like, it doesn't have an awning, because I don't love awnings, because they get covered in dirt. And, but this one is just, like, flat face and, like, nice and wooden, and it has, it's blue on the outside, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. What's your cafe's vibe? Classy, unique, 
traditional, vintage retro, sophisticated, or trendy? Mm, I'm probably going to go unique. Because okay. now that we've said the busy bean, I'm just picturing those the bee mugs that we saw Ooh. at Joanne. Weird, quirky things that you and I like, and we'll just drag everyone else along with us. Okay, so we went with unique. What is your specialty? Mouth-watering milkshakes, perfect pastries, delicious desserts, lush lunches, scrumptious salads, or spectacular sandwiches? Mm. I'm loving these descriptions. Yeah. Um, I think... I'm going to go with spectacular sandwiches for the theme of, well, you can be creative with sandwiches, but also it's something that is filling, but you can take with you on the go because you're a busy bean. Yep. All those busy beans need a quick go sandwich. We're building the whole brand here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Pick an interior. Okay. Let's describe these because they don't have any words. Yep. Okay. So the first one is rustic with plants it has dark walls and low lighting Mm -hmm. and it's kind of modern coffee shop yeah it has mismatched tables yeah it's it's very boho yeah i would go with boho i would say boho the second one kind of looks like a chipotle (laughs) it looks like something babish would build yeah babish of the binging variety So it's got dark walls, um, matching chairs, tables, and... Very clean. It's very clean, open, simple. Mm -hmm. The next one is modern. It's got, like, pipe shelves and lots of light, lots of natural light. Mm -hmm. Um, This also has some mixed match chairs, Mm -hmm. and it looks a bit busy. That one gives me more the vibe of, like, you just updated an old shutdown warehouse yeah yeah i could see that mm-hmm. or like it also kind of looks like a bar but it's been completely redone yeah it's very bright yeah the next one is also low light and relaxed except it has more of an at-home vibe mm-hmm. it's got like brick and so it's a little different and then we have a very city inspired one it's it's much tighter Mm-hmm. in design it looks like it had an old fireplace it literally looks like it was built in someone's old apartment yeah it's got a bicycle hanging from the wall mm-hmm. they have like a white shiplap looking accent wall mm-hmm. and then the last one's kind of brewery themed it's got like the exposed cinder block and low lights and basement kind of vibes yeah i've never been in a basement i don't think what like somebody's house basement never been huh i don't i don't i don't think so because we don't have them around here we'd sink yeah my childhood house has a basement but we have four sump pumps in it Ah. because we currently exist below water level so Hmm. we would also have water in our basement but we kind of got rid of it good job when the power goes out during hurricanes it comes back oh less fun We've prepared for that. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with the boho looking one. That first one? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the first one. Okay. Mostly because it has the most plants. That's fair. <laughs> I totally see that with you. Yep. And finally, 
choose a breakfast item to serve. Eggs, bagels, pastries, waffles, muffins, and granola. I don't know why I really expected you to say choose a breakfast. Eggs. 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 Or <laughs> eggs. <laughs> and in the morning, I'm making eggs. Um, hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go waffles. Nothing's going to beat waffles for me. That's solid. Do you like waffles? Yeah, I like waffles. <laughs> do, 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 can't, get, do, can't wait to get enough waffles. waffles. And um, when I clicked that, it automatically kicked me down to my result. And may I say, I'm very pleased. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to look at your result. I didn't mean to. It did it automatically. Well, I was, I was hoping this would give us a new episode, but it's not going to. <laughs> no, it's not. All right. So... You are, this is a strong, independent person who strives to be the best they can be, which is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. You know what you want in life and your goals reflect that. And honestly, that is not more true. Like, it is super duper apparate. Apparate. Super duper accurate. (laughs) (laughs) That is super duper accurate. You got Earl Grey tea. Yeah, I did. Go figure. (laughs) Hi, I'm the real Earl Grey. It's it's true. I to be fair, when it kicked me down, I accidentally read Earl Grey, but I didn't read the description, so it actually fits pretty well. Yeah. If I do say so myself, I say so yourself. I'm feeling pretty full of myself now that I bought a condo. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, that was me. Hair flip. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And the Earl Grey says so too. I am the Earl of my condo. You are. I'm gonna write that down too. Write that down. There's something here. There's something here that wasn't there before. <laughs> Marie, the baguettes! <laughs> Hurry up! Croissant! <laughs> anyway, that was a good quiz. That was a great quiz. Now we know what kind of cafe we're going to open. Or at least a basis. At cafe? least a name. <laughs> Croissant! <laughs> Maybe you should have gone with pastries. Maybe. I like that quiz a lot. Well, so we didn't do a quiz this time. For, like, what kind of coffee, or I guess last time, for what kind of coffee you were. So what do you want to do next? We have been talking a lot about Starbucks. I think we should tackle Starbucks history and maybe get an expert in here. Yeah. Do you have an expert? I do have an expert. We'll introduce him on the episode. Okay. Well, I, we'll find out who the guest is next time. But uh, it's a maybe- mystery. Maybe your guest will have some suggestions on what we should try, what we should sip on while we're discussing the Starbucks. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Well, all right. I'm excited for this now. Yay. Yay. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Bye. All right, bye. See you next time. <laughs> um, as always, all of our sources will be in the episode notes. So that's the research sources, the studies I read. If you want to go read studies and feel smart, because let me tell you, if you can understand three words in a study, you feel pretty darn smart, even if the word is just the and and. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also include uh, recipes that we talked about and those instructions on how to harvest and different things you can make with dandelion. And we'll include a link to that quiz if you want to go get your aesthetic coffee cafe going or just I guess not a coffee cafe if you just want to go get your cafe going get a branding idea and figure out what tea is you is your vibe your hashtag tea vibes have you ever wanted to design a cafe but you're like nah I probably wouldn't be a good business owner that cafe's quiz is the one for you (laughs) take it 
tell us about your cafe and then let us know what kind of tea is your vibe. If you want to design a cafe, but from approximately six options, it's for you. <laughs> Hi, there's a limited amount of tea and uh, these, this, they can only come up with so many options. Exactly. I mean, it's more than six results. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. How if someone works. wants to take the quiz a thousand times and let us know all the results. Yeah. If you could just we'll run be... a statistics report. I'm going to need a full report, abstract, uh, introduction, methods, results, discussion, conclusion, please. Uh, Significance and standard of deviation. Yes, I will need a bar chart, including those. Feel free to use R. (laughs) Unless you're a pirate, then please use R. (laughs) Or use X to mark the spots that we should skip to to read. Anyway, um, where can they find us on social media, Julia? (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So you can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And those are all going to be at WeBrewGood. And then you can also find us uh, and listen to our podcast at WeBrewGood.Podbean.com. And that is webrewgood.podbean.com or on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Google Podcast. And if you want to come say hi, or if you think we said something wrong, which I probably did, feel free to correct me on that nicely, please, because I'll cry. Um, <laughs> you can send us an email <laughs> to webrewgood at gmail.com. We would be super excited and elated to hear from you. No matter what you say, we are just happy to know that somebody's out there. Somebody's listening to us talk besides our number one fan, the boyfriend. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm your number one fan. (laughs) Well, I'm your number one fan, but we don't count. Right. The the outside one. Yeah, Mike has made it abundantly clear that he's our number one fan. (laughs) He like gets jittery every time. (laughs) I'm honored, honestly. But we would love to hear you. It would also mean the world if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. Leave us five stars and you will be thanked personally on the podcast. Yeah. Like the Portugal guy who didn't leave us a review, but he's from Portugal. So that's good. Oh, I guess I shouldn't assume they're from Portugal. You're right. My bad. I don't Thank know. you, Portugal. <laughs> I hear Portugal. and I'm like, ah, must be hot man from Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> it's the W. The W is also from Portugal. Hi, I'm Wyatt from Portugal. <laughs> yep. Hi, my name is William and I'm from Portugal. Uh, anyway. Anyways. All right. Well, thank you guys so much again for listening. We'll see you next time for some Starbucks drama. Woo-hoo. Whoop, whoop. And as always, stay, stay brutal.